Press means supply force. When God said press, prayer reaches every single situation. He gave us permission to apply force to every situation that we will go through. And in this podcast, we are going to learn to apply force to what's applying pressure to us. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to the Press Podcast. Today, we have a special one for you. It's commonly a song that they call the blessing, I believe. But today, we're going to actually look at the prayer behind the song. And I like this prayer. I started not to do it because it's not actually being prayed. This prayer is intriguing because it is the words that God gave to Moses to give to Aaron to pray for the children of Israel. So it's not actually a prayer in the moment that's being prayed, but it's what God wanted to hear from them. We're going to the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 through 27. And I am going to read it for those of you that are listening and don't have your Bibles handy. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. This book is called Numbers because it's part of the history of Israel that they were numbering the children of Israel as they were coming out of Egypt. They were doing a census. They were taking inventory of who was leaving Egypt with them and they were counting. This is their history in leaving Sinai and leaving the land of Egypt as they're heading into the wilderness. It's a preparation time for them, a time where they're going from Egypt to the promised land. And they were told by God how to set order. They had to set order over the tribal assignments of land, over the the Levitical jobs, the laws and the vows of specially consecrated people such as the Nazarites. There's just a lot of order. There's a plan now in place that God has for his people as they're leaving Egypt. So it's not surprising that he sets in order a prayer for them, one that he wants to hear for the generations. Now, somebody might ask, why would God tell you what to say in prayer? Well, there could be a lot of reasons he has for that. But the only one that came to my heart was to explain and reiterate the fact that prayer is not about informing God. If you go into prayer thinking that I have to tell God information then you're inherently wrong and not understanding who you're talking to because he already knows all the details. He already sees, he already understands. So what is prayer then? If it's not about telling him, what I've found in my studies, and here's another pub for my book, It's Too Quiet, that you can purchase on Amazon. I found that prayer is where I go to align with God, not where I go to inform him. And so this prayer would align the people of God with what he wanted to do with them and also act as a memorial that they'll remember he wants to bless you. God wanted to bless them. Sometimes you have to keep that in mind on bad days, good days, hard days, days where there are a lot of questions and it feels like you don't know what's happening or where God is in a situation. You have to understand the thoughts that he has towards you that he wants you saved. He wants you whole. He wants you well, but above all, he wants you well with him. The Lord wanted to bless his children and he wanted that kept in front of them constantly. So in this prayer, they're asking God, the Lord bless you, make you happy and keep you, protect you. 
The Lord make his face shine upon you. Let his presence, his countenance be upon you and give you peace, bring you at one. I love the prayer for peace because none of this has anything to do with the situations around them or with whatever they might encounter. You can ask for peace without asking for anything to change around you. When God gives peace, it's not dependent upon anything but him. When God gives blessings, it's not dependent upon anything but him. When God keeps you, it's not dependent upon anything but him. This prayer is not about their situations. This prayer is about where God will rank in their walk with him and how they'll follow him and how he'll keep them and how he'll see them. For the Bible says the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. So it's not just his face, his presence, it's his countenance. The way he looks at you, he wants to see you. May God see you and may he bring you at one, give you peace on the inside. I am so glad that my peace is not dependent upon anything but God. What is interesting about this prayer, though, to me is actually verse 27, when it says, And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Because he gives them this prayer for blessing, but then he also says, Put my name on them, and I'll bless them. So pray for it, and put my name there, and I'll bless them. A name is an identifier of ownership, entitlement, and authority. His name in this instance preceded his blessing. He wanted his name on what he was going to do. I don't know if you remember being in grade school. And I know there was at least once I took a test and forgot to put my name on it. But I thought I did well on the test. When my teacher called me to the desk and said, hey, you forgot to put your name on this. I'm proud to put my name on it. Why? I want my name on it because I want the recognition for what I know is coming as a result of the work I did in this test. God wants his name on you. So when he blesses you, when he keeps you, when he gives you peace, when his favor is upon you, he gets credit for what he's done in this. This is why we also, in the New Testament, and we are a New Testament people, we're after the cross. So we're a New Testament people. We pray and we say in Jesus' name at the end. Because Colossians 3.17 records, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. And because we know that his name has power. It was his name in the New Testament that was fought over in the book of Acts. When they did the miracles, when they preached, their command was just don't do it anymore in that name. The name has power. The name is an identifier. The name establishes who gets the credit. And God wants to receive the credit for what he's going to do in you. And there's power when we begin praying according to what we know he already said he wants to be in us. For example, when somebody wants to be saved, we don't have to beg God to save. Grace allowed the door to be open for us to be saved. But he completes the process when we seek him, when we pray, and then we get the Holy Ghost as they did in Acts the second chapter. They sought God. They sought him for 10 days in this room. It was grace that opened the door to the room. 
But the saving power, it came from his name. Acts 4, 10 through 12 records, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him that this man stand here before you whole. Peter and John are talking before a crowd, and they're talking about the name of Jesus, and they're telling them, this was done in the name of Jesus, whom you crucified. And they go on to say, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. They tie his name to salvation. They tied his name to themselves in baptism, and we tie his name to our request in prayer. And so, in the New Testament, we close out our prayers in the name of Jesus. Getting his name on the request shows who the responsibility belongs to for what is about to happen. And in looking at this, I believe the name was brought up here because they're praying a prayer he already wanted to happen. So you can ask in his name because it's according to his will. His will and his name together guarantee you that God is going to move. First John 5.14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. When we pray according to the will of God, he is listening. When we pray using his name and giving thanks, we're walking in the command he established. So when he's listening and we're in his command, there's nothing impossible. God gave them what he wanted to answer all along. He wanted to bless them. He wanted to keep them. He wanted his face to shine upon them. He wanted to lift up his countenance upon them and give them peace. That's what he wanted for them. God wanted to be a kind father. He wanted to be their provider. And so he wanted them to know, ask me, ask me to do it. And where my name is, I'll bless you. So today, as we're applying that, there are some promises written to us just in the Bible concerning who God is and what he wants to be to us. I encourage you to seek out the scriptures, even drop them in the chat or in the comments concerning what you know God has promised you in the scriptures. And be careful now, because some of them are conditional, like the eyes of the Lord upon the righteous and his ears open unto their cry. He hears you if you're right. So some of them are conditional, but there's others like the fact that he came to save his people from their sins. John 3.16, for the whole world. So when you're asking God to save, he'll do that. He'll do that. That's unconditional. But there's others that you know when you're walking up right before him, he opens up a whole list of benefits for you that he'll give you. Think of the promises of God. Pray according to his will and add his name to it. Why? Because when we add his name, we identify who's going to get the glory for this, who's going to get the honor for this, and who we're relying upon. We may be making our requests but we're praying his heart. Take your favorite scriptures today. Take the promises of God that you know and pray those things. Set them up as a memorial before God. Set them up as a testimony, as a preview of what you know God will do, what you know he's going to say. 
and trust him with your request. Stamp his name to the end of it. So when the assignment, when the request is completed, when he's done it, he gets glory. I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that you're encouraged. I pray in Jesus' name that you go with him today and that you remember prayer reaches every single situation. Join the movement. Join the community. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Visit us at PressToPray.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Did you know that when you are quiet, your voice is missing to God's ears? I know some of us have prayed and we're wondering, how long should I pray about this? Why should I pray if God already knows? How will I know God is answering? And what do I do when I feel like God's not listening? But God is listening for your voice. It's too quiet in this world for the troubles we have. You have to raise your voice and God wants to hear from you. It's Too Quiet, a book about prayer, is designed to answer your prayer questions and build your faith. Visit PressToPray.com.